0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some
1: hot pizza.
2: Leaves it all here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs that feature some of the best financial advisors heard around the country every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like to reach any of the advisors featured here, give them a call, 800 662 6808, or text pizza to 600 700. This week, Coach Pete DeRuta talking about bubble wealth. Yeah, it'll make sense. Richard Pelletier says we need to be acutely aware of taxes in retirement. Eric Carney says you can't do a job with just a toolbox full of hammers. And Joe Murphy offers up some reasons to work in retirement. And Dave Perkins will take us on a retirement road trip. Meanwhile, it was quite a week out there. That was the week that
3: was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that
2: was. It started way up well, Plenty up of ups high. and downs in the market this week. And by Friday, those modest early gains gave way to a technology stock route. The U.S. jobs report came out and renewed expectations that the Federal Reserve will end the stimulus early next year. And when that jobs report was released, fewer jobs than expected were created last month. Way fewer. And that has many wondering what the heck happened. Nonfarm payrolls increased by just 210000 for the month. Though the unemployment rate fell sharply, four point two percent—that's down from four point six percent— even though the labor force participation rate increased for the month to sixty one point eight percent. That's the highest level since March of twenty twenty. Well, the Dow Jones estimate for jobs: five hundred seventy three thousand, and a jobless level of four point five percent. Boy, I missed it by a mile. And then, then there's inflation. And that, too, has people worried. A new Gallup poll shows roughly 45% of households are being hurt by price increases. Pollsters talked with about 1,600 people between November 6th and November 16th and found that about 1 in 10 said that hardship was severe enough to affect their standard of living, while 35% described the hardship as moderate. Prices jumped more than 6% in October, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the largest annual increase in about 30 years. And as a result, Americans are spending more on necessities from groceries to fuel to housing. And then there's this, a plumbing repair at televangelist Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston reportedly led to the discovery of bags and bags of cash and checks inside a bathroom wall. Now, it was reported that someone stole about $600,000 in cash and checks back in 2014. Well, now it's believed the thief or thieves hid the money in that bathroom wall. A report from KRPC, Channel 2 TV, said the plumber started working on the toilet and he had to remove the tile and insulation. Once he removed the insulation, he discovered, get this, about 3,000 envelopes full of checks and some had cash in them. The investigation continues, and oh, by the way, no one bothered to thank the plumber for making the discovery, and no one has made any mention of the $25,000 reward money offered up after the theft back in 2014. And goes to show you, no good deed goes unpunished. Well, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta, the show Financial Safari. Now, in this clip, Coach Pete, along with advisor Marty Hensley and producer Thomas Lipscomb are discussing bubble wealth. Sounds odd, but it ultimately makes
4: sense. Back in the day, me and Marty had to blow the bubbles. Ah, sure. <laughs> or if you we were lucky enough and were nice enough to the grandparents, they would buy that wand thing. You would dip in the in the in the little uh, oh yeah saucer thing. Yeah. Come out and you can make these gigantic bubbles with it. Remember yeah. doing that, Marty? I remember it very well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, made a mess all over the place. Yeah. You dropped a little soap on the hardwood floor, and your mom would yell at you. <laughs> remember how mad Mine. I would get when someone popped one of my bubbles? <laughs> well, we don't want our bubbles to pop in the market, do we? Absolutely no, not. No, and by the way, it's no. Coach Pete here, Marty Hensley over there, and Thomas Whipscomb on the other side, of yes, this. sir, on yes. The other yes, side sir. of glass in the uh, studio control room, right? Thomas, that is right. That is right now. You named it though. That is the number one fear I would say of a lot of people I talk to, at least out there, is is this thing kind of burst, and when it does, am I ready? Yeah. So when I said bubble wealth, you know, what is that? I mean, how how can you lock in your gains? I mean, you see these gigantic gains, and and many of you listening probably have some crypto gains. Mm. You talk about a bubble over there. Everyone wants to know about crypto these days, and no one really can understand it enough to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're lucky enough to put money in and make money, and you keep making money, it's sort of like that bigger and bigger. Well, you ever try to blow a balloon up? You ever seen a balloon pop when you're blowing up? So you keep blowing it up until there's no more room, and then what happens, Marty? Bad things. Pop. (laughs) Pop goes the weasel, and the weasel goes pop. So we need to make sure that, hey, there's nothing wrong with growth. I love growth. I mean, and I love risk, but not with money I can't afford to lose. And that's the big mistake that a lot of people don't realize until after the bubble pops. Mm. And so if you have a gain... And you're in the financial red zone, which is, in my, my opinion, the way I describe it is 50 and above. Mm-hmm. Why Why 50, coach? Well, because Coach Pete's 55 now, and about 50, he started paying attention a lot more than he used mm-hmm. to to money he had at risk. Makes sense. Because, again, it's great to take a dollar and make 10 with it, but what if it turns into 50 cents if you don't maximize the gain or, or lock the gain in? And it's yeah. happened before yeah. Yeah. where you start with a dollar, you grow to 10. And you bragged everybody about it, and then you turn around and look, and it's down to 50 cents. So now <laughs> mm-hmm. you're down 50%, even mm-hmm. though you're telling people you had a 10x return, now you have a, a negative 50% return. Yeah. Thomas, is not fun. No, it's not fun. It's something that I think we need to put ourselves in that position sometimes, because I think we probably have some 45-year-olds, some 40-year-olds out there listening, uh, maybe some 50- and 55-year-olds, and they don't recognize the place they're in, even though they're there already. Yeah. Now, some of the tools that we utilize, people have maybe not heard of or heard of, and heard of in a bad way, because... We have to, you have to really understand these days, if you, if you follow any kind of quote-unquote news stories or, or stories in general, the people writing it have an angle. Right. Mm-hmm. The angle is whatever they want you, they're going to write a story, but they're going to they're put little things in there to make you want to believe their side or, or to, to, to basically get you to think one way. And same thing in the financial world. I mean, you've got Wall Street people that are all Wall Street all the time, and if you talk about locking in some of your gains, they're going to have a conniption. Well, what's a conniption anyway? I don't know. It's a <laughs> yeah, I've heard conniption before. They're going to they're call their boss. <laughs> let's get uh, – Coach Pete's trying to tell them about how to lock in some gains. Let's, uh, let's talk them out of it. No, but the main thing here – and then, of course, you get people on the safe side who it's all safety all the time, and yep. that, that, it's, that gets boring too. So you can't have all your money in one place but a proper combination – otherwise known as a hybrid. So we just need to make sure we have the proper combination of risk and safety, and people are making retirement decisions and projections based on their bubble wealth right now.
2: Having that proper combination of risk and safety is important, and Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial are here to help. Give them a call, 800-662-6808. You can reach them by text. Just text PIZZA to 600-700. You can hear Financial Safari on radio stations around the country, as well as on 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can find the Financial Safari podcast on Apple, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to it now, and you will have it delivered to you each and every week. Pizza! Up next, Richard Pelletier and his version of Financial Safari. Now, in this clip, Richard takes us through how income taxes have changed over the years, and he has some thoughts on what they might do in the future.
3: Relative tax rates. In 1944, the highest income tax rate then was 94%.
2: Oh, my God. How did people do that? They didn't have anything left over.
3: They spent most of the time working on tax dodges. <laughs> I In think 1978, so. the maximum capital gains tax rate was almost 40%. Okay, currently the highest income tax bracket is 37%, and the highest long term capital gains for very few people is 20 For most people, it's either nothing or 15%. So in, capital gains right now are at an all time low. Where do you think they're going for the rich people? Because we know only millionaires and billionaires have capital gains tax. Of course. Right? Sure. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, again, they, they, you know, the, the administration is certainly proposing tax changes, and yes, they are going up, and uh, you know, we'll see if that happens, but it seems likely.
3: Well, i got to tell you, if you start peeling away that 2,500 pages, which no legislator is ever going to read, uh, you know, and what's in between the fine print, there, there are some really significant things that grab my eye, something I've been predicting for a very, very long time a proposal, which is not law by a long shot, is if you've got a very, very large pre-tax account, come register required minimum distribution time, uh, let's say you're 72 years old and you're now gonna have to take money out. Uh, You've been putting money in a tax deferred account. You've paid no tax on it. Uncle Sam says, as you very well know, hey, listen, enough of this. Now it's payday. You made a deal with the devil and the devil didn't get his due. All the years you're working and now you're retiring, approaching the mandatory required distribution age of 72, they make you take out a certain percentage. What's that percentage? Let's say it's 4%. You got a $100,000 account and you got a t- $100,000 account at 4%, you, you're gonna to get to sent a check for $4,000 and they're gonna tax you on that 4,000. The tax bill isn't 4,000, they just take 4,000 out and that's added to your taxable income. Way in the proposed legislation of 2,500 pages, they have a special required minimum distribution rate for a very large account. Guess what that percentage is? Take a wild guess 50%. 50%? Per- what? For- you have a huge, huge pre retirement account. This is going to affect very few people initially. But it's a concept I'm telling people out. I've been saying for some time, they're not going to confiscate your pre-tax retirement account. That's conspiracy theory, malarkey. But they're not going to have enough money, and they're going to have to get money, to uh, taxable income increased. So the millionaires and billionaires, which I see millionaires all day long, yep. they're the people living next door. They've saved all their life. They have a lot of equity in their home. They have appreciation her IRA in his 403B. Whatever the case may be, you add it all up together with the money in the bank account, guess they're worth a million, too. There's a lot of millionaires next door to you, whether you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And those are the people, and you ought to keep an eye on what's happening with those very, very large account. It's a 50% required distribution each year for a pre-tax account of $10 million or more. Now you're sitting there saying, 10 million, you know, I got 500,000 here and my wife's got $400,000 there. That's nowhere near. What happens when they get through that and they still don't have the money to spend what they're spending money on these days? They're obviously going to lower that. What happened to the federal estate tax? That used to be $11 million. You didn't get taxed unless your estate was more than 11. The proposal is to drop it down to about 3 million. You're going to start to see dropping down their Definition of millionaires and billionaires. So forget about billionaires. It's your millionaires I'm worried about.
2: It's always a good idea to have a solid tax plan heading into retirement. Richard and the team at Help to Retire can help you create just that. Financial Safari is heard Saturday mornings at 9 on News Radio 560 WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts. You can stream it on the iHeartRadio app. I suggest you learn more by visiting his website, helptoretire.com. That's helptoretire.com. Pizza! Now we visit Eric Carney in Southwest Florida and his show, Wealth Works Radio. Here, Eric is making a comparison to a bag of hammers and a retirement plan. And it all makes sense, really, it does.
5: You know, each piece of the portfolio is a tool, and all of these tools work together. So if you're trying to put up a ceiling fan and you open up a toolbox and there's 15 hammers in there, you have 15 different tools. But it's all a hammer. It's all the same thing. Exactly. Right? And, and people don't realize that. It's like, you know, that, that toolbox is actually useless and worthless to you at that point. Now, if you open up a toolbox and there's a flat head screwdriver and a Phillips head screwdriver and you have a pair of pliers and a crescent wrench and a hammer, now all of a sudden you have a diversified set of tools. You can actually tackle more jobs. Now, people say, now, Eric, that makes sense. But when you take a look at your portfolio, and we see these horrible performing portfolios that are either over-diversified, under-diversified, not very relevant, not very updated, riddled with fees, have never been rebalanced before. So there's so many bad things that are happening in a lot of people's portfolios, and they don't understand. And the other thing that's happening is there's a lot of people telling their advisors what they want. And... I've said this before, time and time again, the financial industry is not an industry where you give the client what they want. You really have to deliver what they need. And a lot of times the pre-retiree or the post-retiree do not truly know what they need, but the financial plan is actually gonna show them what they need. Eric, I wanna go more into bonds. Things are just getting tumultuous. Okay, so you want me to put you in something that has Low yields could possibly lose you money this year and is not very relevant. So you actually want to go into a losing proposition right now because everybody understands and gets excited about low interest rates. You can you can get a home now at three point two five. And so as those interest rates start to go up, it's going to push bonds down even further. And so if you want to go into a bond position now, I'm not your advisor. And so it's, it's actually naturally inflating stocks over time. doesn't mean that you have to be completely alpha driven, but maybe you're going to have to look into some bond alternative products. And so a lot of times people just don't know what they need. Um, and a lot of times the advisor is just going to give them what they want because the advisor doesn't know what they're doing either. That's the sad thing. And people say, oh, well, Eric, you're Mr. Know-it-all. I'm certainly not a know-it-all, but I'm significantly more of a money manager than most advisors out there, I will tell you that. Do I do financial planning? No, not really, because I, I don't like it. And so that's why I have Donna do it. Donna's a certified financial planner and loves it. She's passionate. I enjoy looking at them, and, but I have to bridge the gap between their portfolio and their financial plan. And I've always said that we have several different departments here. There's a concierge side, there's the portfolio and wealth management side, and then there's the financial planning side. I mean, we all do what we do, but then it's all for the benefit of the client. And uh, so, I mean, you know, looking at the portfolio is important, but again, we have to give that client exactly what they need. What the client needs. That's really what being a true fiduciary is all about. You can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks
2: Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download yours. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. Visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E R I C K E A R N E Y, Advisor. Dot com. You can find them on TV in the area, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. You can call them right here, 800-662-6808, or text pizza to 600 Pizza! Now, here's Dave Perkins with a retirement road trip where he is getting his kicks on Route 66.
0: It's your go go years. So let's get going with another retirement road trip. The ultimate road trip in the U.S. would have to be on the mother road. Get a true taste of Americana. Turn your GPS off and get ready to get your kicks
1: on Route 66.
0: Even though this world-famous route was decommissioned in 1985, you can still recreate the classic American road trip experience. It of course stretches from Chicago to LA. Since its creation in 1926, it's become a symbol of all things American. It was the passageway for thousands escaping the Dust Bowl. In fact, John Steinbeck actually coined the phrase Mother Road in the Grapes of Wrath. Road construction helped thousands weather the Great Depression and it was the vacation highway for countless families reading the Burma shave signs. You can drive most of the original Route 66 today, but you do have to plan your trek. Get your hands on Jerry McClanahan's easy 66 guide for travelers. In many ways, it's a time travel back to a simpler time. Eat at diners, drive through towns and not around them. Maybe see a ghost town and lots of kitsch. Plus, these must-see visits. Grand Park, Chicago. Cracker Jack made its debut there, and Paps won its blue ribbon there at the World's Fair 1893. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. 66 drive-in, Carthage, Missouri, one of the few remaining drive-in theaters. See 10 graffitied Cadillacs buried nose down in the ground, Cadillac Ranch, Amarillo, Texas. Get a concrete TP room at the Wigwam Village Motel, Holbrook, Arizona. And many people think Main Street of America ends at Santa Monica Pier, Santa Monica, California. So take at least two weeks, plan on staying in motels, not hotels, and enjoy the kitsch-covered Mother Road of America. Get your retirement road trip kicks. On Route 66.
2: Pizza. Now we hear from Joe Murphy in his show Wealth, Health, Retirement. Now He's discussing the pros and cons of working in retirement, and there can definitely be some advantages
1: you know, it's a personal choice for a lot of retirees. And, I, you know, I think some go into, you know, things that maybe they wanted to dabble in or open up a business or volunteer. Um, animal shelters seem to be big with a lot of our retirees, which I absolutely love. Um, but one of the big pros of, of going to back to work, maybe even part-time in retirement, is obviously keeping that nest egg intact. You know, as you're working and you're creating income, you're going to be using that money for your recurring bills. You're not going to have to tap into that retirement. What does that mean? Steve it means that you're gonna have more time to defer more time to earn interest more time to hang on and possibly grow that nest egg. So I think that would probably be one of the, the biggest pros of working in retirement is that steady paycheck that work provides and obviously the ability to kind of to defer from taking some of those retirement savings right off the bat.
2: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, one of the things too is if especially if you don't have to work and you're choosing to work, um, you know, that money becomes just
1: fun money. Look, it's, it's a blessing to be in that position in retirement. And if that's the case, then absolutely, then, you know, you can check off those bucket list Maybe some of those rare bucket list things that you really wanted to do with that extra dough. So I think that's a, you know, that's absolutely a good thing. You know, just getting into retirement, figuring out what you want to do and having a plan together. And again, we're going to stress because we're planners, Steve, you got to have that plan in place, regardless if you go back to work, or if you are retired full time, the plan is the key.
2: Truly is, and and also part of that plan includes when to claim Social Security, and if you're working part time, maybe you don't need to claim right now.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point, Stephen. You know, working working longer leads to higher Social Security benefits, and you know we know that we need to get those thirty five years in. Right, the government's going to base that benefit on your average monthly income over the thirty five highest years. So if you haven't worked that long, you're going to have zero income years factored into your benefit calculation. That is going to significantly reduce your checks. Working in retirement, guys, even part time can help you avoid this problem. Sure. And, and do you see that fairly? Uh, do you see that often? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when we're doing, Amber handles all our social security analysts, so I can't say first firsthand that, that I do. Um, but I, I know it's different for each individual. And that's one of the great things about coming to a, a firm, a comprehensive firm, is it doesn't matter what your situation is. We're going to figure out the best thing for you. And I think when it comes to social security, um, you know, obviously, it, it, the longer you can defer it, the more money in your pocket. And if that means that you're work and deferring that out, you know, it's a good benefit for you. You know, obviously the longer you can wait, the better, but you have to take into account a couple different things. And one of the things that we really focus on with Social Security election, Steve, regardless if you're working part-time or not, is your overall health and your longevity in your family. That really plays a critical role, we feel, and when you should elect.
2: The decision to take Social Security is probably the biggest one you'll make going into retirement. Joe can help make sure you get it right. Reach out to Joe, see if he may be able to help you. Catch the show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM560, The Answer, WIND in Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Visit the website, mwmfinancial.tax. I said that right, mwnfinancial.tax. Pizza! One more clip, we're calling this pizza done. And for that, we turn once again to Coach Pete Deruda and the Financial Safari. Here, he offers some thoughts on the investing app Robinhood and winds up talking about options when dealing with a market.
4: Well... You know, people, everybody's always asking me about Robin Hood, and I've really never trusted him, already. I mean, what's their, what is their selling point? You can buy one what, half a share or something. I mean, what, what's the big deal? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. And it. When you have that kind of money, they're talking about in, in that and what Steve said. all was talking about in that example. When you have that kind of money, you shouldn't be with Robin Hood anyway. No. That's exactly Once you right. get over a couple thousand dollars, move it to like uh, one of the bigger brokerage places. Yeah. yeah. Like. Well, and, and I'm not advertising for them, but like E-Trade or Ameritrade, those kind of places, because you yep. get like get free trades on some of those places, too. Mm-hmm. So why would you stay with Robinhood? What's well, the fascinating Now, you're a younger guy. Thomas is 37. You're younger than me. You're not young, but you're you younger than me. And <laughs> What's the fascination with Robin? I'd, I've never understood the fascination. The name's cool. Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, their whole gimmick of trying to make investing easier, but then you look at E-Trade. These guys are doing a great job at it as There's well. There's nothing uh, hard about eTrade trade or Meritrade. Yeah. As long as you have money in there, you press a button, you got the stock. <laughs> yeah, well, and just the, what Steve said in there, break things and then fix them later. That just, uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Not when you're talking about people's livelihoods. <laughs> no. Now the, the margin uh, margin, is a super highway, and most of you listening should never be margining anyway, or buying options. You think you know when the market looks volatile? About the third Friday of every month is, or so, or a couple months, witching the triple witching day. You hear about mm-hmm. these things? Mm-hmm. That's when the margins expire, and so if you are against the person like if you're long a stock and 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 you look you see a lot of people that are they're betting on the stock to go down then you're going to buy it up that day to, mm. to make sure that you win your options battle gotcha So the more money you have the more chance you're going to win the options battle and and most of us me included and every most everyone listening don't have the kind of money to battle the big wall street people that's exactly I, I had a listener mm. that came in a couple of weeks ago and he was he was heavily invested in options and we were sitting there talking about it and i said well you you have to have a lot of expertise in this area. I said, I don't have that expertise as you do. And I was hoping that would seep in a little bit. But the third Friday of the month was coming around when those options were expiring two days before the expiration date. The stock takes those dives. Wow. See, Because they don't want the stock to be up when, when they know a lot of people. They know how many people are long it, and how many short. So like the, the big guys behind the scenes that we don't see, like Wizard of Oz, the guys behind the curtain, they're pulling in the levers to make sure that you're not going to make any money. Your your options will. You heard this term expire worthless. That means right. you lost all your money. The expire worthless sounds pretty bad, but lost all your money sounds worse. But that's (laughs) what happens. Any money you had in that, if it expires worthless, that means you lost that money. Yeah, absolutely. And so the only option strategy that I've seen that consistently works for people is what's called a covered call strategy. And that's when you buy 100 shares. It's it's done in 100 shares of stock. And certain Mm -hmm. stocks do it. Some don't. But you can basically sell. You buy like 100 shares of IBM, let's say. And then you sell the right for someone else to buy that that stock for you. If, If IBM went up 10%, they would get your money but they pay you a premium to do that so you make money and if and if they if it if it expires worthless you get to keep the money in your pocket and you get to keep your stock and you can sell the option again oh that sounds
2: better Cover than and call yeah, so even okay. if
4: even if IBM went up 10% well you still made that money right you made the you made the money that they paid you to buy the option and then you just go buy the IBM again so okay. you don't lose okay that's okay. to me it's, it's complex, a lot more complex than I explained it, but the covered call strategy works a lot better than naked calls or, or you're just trying to hope that something's going to be up in the future, <laughs> especially when you have other forces that want it to be down.
2: It does sound tricky, doesn't it? Let Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial answer all your questions and offer some guidance to help you get to and through retirement. Check out Financial Safari on radio stations around the country. It originates on 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. And you can find Financial Safari on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you get yours. Subscribe to it. We'll make sure you get it every week. So that's it. Episode 129 of Financial Pizza. Ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some great financial advisors helping people get to and through retirement each and every week. It's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you, just subscribe to it. It will be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. Reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Dave Perkins for contributing content for this week's show. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall.
4: Pizza.
1: Coach P Radio.